Blog Talk Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Abundant Solutions Hour. Our goal is to help others be more, do more, and have more. I'm your host, Gregory Turner. And I'm your co-host, Brian J. Henderson. Brian, what you do to the music? I don't know, man. <laughs> I tell you what, this is, tonight we have a show tonight that's going to interest a lot of people. If a lot of glitter in this position, the person that we have on, that's the type of thing that they do, Brian. It's that, it's that career. It's that job that everybody wants. And I was just watching America's Next Top Model. They were showing uh, something over the weekend. I don't know if you saw it or not, but I, I saw how the people, the women, they had a stampede in, in New York, I believe is where they were. Mm-hmm. And it, it's all for the fame and the glitz and the money. And Brian, our guest tonight, he's right there with all of that. He sees this stuff happening every single day. So we're going to have an exciting show. It's going to be nice. Yes, absolutely. You know, the one thing that I've learned by being in the, uh, when I was in the industry and active in the industry is that, you know, you're only as good as the next big, what are the words I want? I don't, I don't want to say gimmick because I don't really think of them as being gimmicks, but the next big idea. Mm-hmm. You know, you can start off and you can have good and quality music, but until you have something that is catchy, a theme, something that will get the attention of people, you know, you'll never really make it big. You know, you have to get, you have to be, you know, that attention getter, the one that will draw. You know, and tonight's guest is the, the type of person, he develops those ideas, those, I don't want to use the word gimmick, but I guess for lack of a better word, I, I could say those gimmicks, those ideas, those things that bring attention to you. Yes. Yes. And you know what? The, the, the beautiful thing about what he does is he's, he's able to be creative, and it's almost as if he's got the world on a string and he's just like, and the world is a puppet and he's just pulling the strings and making things happen. And the beautiful thing about it, too, Brian, when you're behind the scenes, you can do that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we're going to have fun tonight with him. I, I can't wait. We had a lot of people on Facebook, you know, just, just asking questions about uh, superstar Rihanna, and, and uh, he may know her. I don't know. I think he knows her a little bit, Brian, but we're going we're gonna <laughs> to hit on that a little bit. But uh, everybody wants to know about Rihanna. Everybody wants to know what's going on with her and Chris Brown and the industry and how they're doing this and how they're doing that. And, Brian, it's something interesting. I, I heard on the news just the other day that Rihanna and Chris Brown were doing a duet. They were singing. The, they, 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 I think they were in the studio working on a duet. Isn't that something? Well, you know, <laughs> I've heard a whole bunch of stuff going on, you know, off and on. And you never can really tell what exactly is going on. But I think it's just that buzz that keeps everybody's attention, you know, on edge. Yeah. But with Without any further ado, let me introduce our special guest for tonight. Tonight's guest is multi-platinum publicist Jonathan Hay. Jonathan works with only the highest level of media, getting placements and publicity for high-profile artists. He's currently freelancing and a consultant with the top major labels in the world. Jonathan Hay is also a journalist, interviewer, and contributing writer to magazines and top-rated websites all across the globe. And he is also part of the worldwide conglomerate Rings in Hay, and they've generated publicity in such esteemed media as MTV, VH1, Fox News, 
CNN, Rolling Stone, and the list goes on and on. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. So I'd like to introduce you all to Mr. Jonathan Hay. <laughs> Thanks for the introduction. How y'all doing out there who's ever listening? Hey, you Jonathan, know? how you doing? This is great. How you doing? Man, I'm doing good. Real good. Great. Jonathan, I heard you You might know Rihanna. I don't know now. That's what I heard. I heard you might know her. <laughs> <laughs> well, definitely, you know, involved in the in the, the, the initial ground stages to, um, you know, to, to make it happen for her. And it's crazy because tomorrow is the 17th, and it was um, it was 2005, so it was four years ago tomorrow when we first broke out the news of um, Rihanna. And at that time, four years ago, you know, she was, she was absolutely just like, you know, every other artist trying to get on, you know. Mm-hmm. And, like, there was, there was nothing. There was no buzz, you know. And just like four years ago today, you know, nobody had ever heard of her. You know, we weren't getting any kind of support from Def Jam. We weren't getting any kind of, um, you know, it was just real, it was real small. Like, like everybody else's situation that they, they start out, you know. So, you know, we brought out the, you know, the stories. And when, when Rihanna first came out with Ponder Replay, um, that was the first single. We put it out, and um, it, wasn't, it wasn't going anywhere. You know, it went to 90 on Billboard. Everybody got excited, you know, and then it dropped. And we, usually when a song drops off Billboard, you know, everybody starts to, you know, like panic because it's over then. You know, once you come in, you know, and so that's when, you know, we started sensationalizing, you know, media stories, <laughs> making up rumors because it was just we were desperate. You know, we knew that she was a good artist. You know, we knew, you know, we knew that she could do what she's doing now, you know. So we, we you know, we created a, a crazy story, did a crazy publicity stunt, and it worked. And the song, you know, in a few weeks started racing back up the Billboard charts and it ended up going to number two. And we couldn't, we just couldn't pass, at this time, the Pussycat Dolls, who Nicole Scherzinger from the Pussycat Dolls, it's funny because she was in one of our – this is a story I didn't even get to tell you, Brian. But Nicole Scherzinger came from one of the – I came in through the business in a rock group called Days of the New, you know. Right. And, you know, in, in 97, we sold 3 million records. We, we had 17 weeks number one billboard, you know, 10 weeks number one MTV. This is in the rock world. Well, Nicole Scherzinger, um, she was – she came through Days of the New. Nicole Scherzinger, before – she became a Pussycat Doll. She was one of our band members. She came into the second album, and she had, like, this whole gypsy thing. Like, it's not Nicole Scherzinger that you see now. So she would wave, like, glow sticks. Like, you can see some of her old videos when people can investigate Nicole Scherzinger on Days of the New. Right. So she, when she was leaving the camp, her and I got in a big fight outside the studio, and I was like, Nicole, if you leave the camp, you're not going to do anything because – you know, I'm trying to keep her. I'm like, I didn't want her to leave because there was turmoil. The band broke up. So we got in this big, drawn-out fight, you know. So I was like, Nicole, you know, of course I had to heat my words, you know, because she became huge, bigger than she ever did with us, blah, blah, blah. So I was like, once Ponder Replay and Don't You, you know, Don't You Wish Your Girlfriend Was Hot Like Me, those were pit. You know, I was like, I had, like, personal, like, I was like, you know, I want to knock Nicole off, you know, but we just, we couldn't, we couldn't beat that song. You know, so 
You know, <laughs> we just we just couldn't do it. Don't you don't you just smash, obviously, you know. Yeah. So yeah. you know. So what was what so, was what was the big rumor about Rihanna? What was it what was it that you guys created? Well, when the single didn't do well, we had a remix automatically with Elephant Man. So, and we thought, well, if we can get the Elephant Man, Elephant Man already has a fan base. You know, if we can get him going, you know, if we can bring that out, maybe that can that can add the song. Well, as soon as we start pushing that, Will Smith drops his song called Switch with the same almost identical track as Ponder Replay. So he started making noise. He started getting added. So we tried everything. So that's when I sensationalized the story about, um, you know, Rihanna because Def Jam. Def Jam wouldn't help us. You know, Def Jam didn't care. You know, Def Jam, of course, cares now. Rihanna is the flagship artist. You know, but so I sensationalized that she, Jay-Z had just came, Jay-Z had just came in to Def Jam. And, you know, so we made up this big story that, um, that Jay-Z's new love, you know, his new mistress, his new woman, was a Beyonce lookalike by the name of Brianna, you know. <laughs> and it, it, it's crazy, but, and, and, we, and we gassed it, and we started breaking it out. You know, I called my people over at, the, over at the National Examiner, you know, the National Enquirer. We started, you know, sending pictures of Beyonce, you know, that we cropped of Beyonce and Rihanna together. Because in, in Rihanna's first pictures, she looks similar, you know, to a to Beyonce. You know, she's 16 years old. You know, she hasn't had it really, you know, had her own identity yet. You know, she hasn't had her brand. So, you know, everybody's trying to build something. She looked a little bit, you know, she looked a lot. You know, I'll say a little bit. She looked a lot like a Beyonce, like first glance. So that's when we brought out this story. It hit all the tabloids. You know, it hit, you know, hit all the TMZs, National Examiner, National Enquirer. And we, then we just, you know, started rolling with it and instantly. The song got looked at, and instantly, you know, the song, you know, blew up, and you know, now Rihanna is doing, you know, you know, crazy numbers. She's as big as it gets, you know. Wow. So. Wow. And 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 honestly, like she had the goods to back it up. I mean, Umbrella, you know, that's a that's one of the you know, catchiest pop songs I've heard in the last ten years. You know, SOS, Unfaithful, you know, all her songs. I mean, she's a she's a real artist. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, rehab. I mean, she, you know, she's phenomenal, and that's the thing. And I'm, I'm not dissing her at all, but she's kind of got that same thing as Madonna. I mean, I mean, like a, you know, you hear Rihanna sing. Her voice is a little light. You know, she can't, she can't sing like Whitney Houston, Aretha Franklin, Patti LaBelle, all those people. But she's more. She sells more records because she works it, and she knows how to do those catchy melodies that everybody can sing along to, you know, five, six-year-olds. You know, she's on, people sing her on Disney Channel. So Rihanna has really worked hard. So she's yeah. definitely, you know, she, I mean, and that's the thing. She's like, she's like the blueprint for all artists. Now you give them a launching pad, you know, and they've got to, you know, be able to sustain on their own. And she's, you know, she's done an amazing job at that, you know. So. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I would say that she has the swagger now, you know, because. The swagger, exactly, yeah. you know. You know, when I see her on stuff, you know, it's like, wow, there's Rihanna again. And it's like she has this persona of I'm going to be directly in your face. Yeah. No matter which way you look, you're going to always see me. And that's yeah. the way she carries herself even when she's entertaining. She captivates you because she has those big, beautiful eyes to start off with. But yeah. then she, you know, she pulls you into the song. Yeah. 
she does. I mean, and her songs are, her songs are so catchy. You know, like it's amazing. She has great writers. She just she has a good ear and she has a she has a good eye for talent. You know, so but that's what it took. Like I'm telling you guys, we that her project was dead in the water. You know, four years ago today it was dead. You know, so and a lot of people when they hear about what I did, you know, obviously it's it's a little crazy, you know, the angle that we took, but you know, with Jay Z and Beyonce and everything that we did with Def Jam and you know, there was pictures of them together that we leaked out, blah 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 blah. You know, that was you know, that was that was how we had to do it. Yeah, but that's just yeah. part of the business though, isn't it? <laughs> it is, it's part of the business, you know. Sometimes we feel it's like Almost like Jack Bauer in 24, you know, you just got to break all the rules, bend all the rules, go crazy, <laughs> you know, to to get your agenda. You know what I mean? So, yeah. so I'm, I'm, and, I'm, and I'm sure Jay-Z and Beyonce, they understood what was going on because everybody benefited from that. Right. Even Jay-Z, yeah, even Jay-Z and Beyonce, they, they benefited from it. And I remember when people were talking about that on television, and I'm like, I, I was like, I, I didn't understand it because I believed it. I thought it was real, and, and everybody yeah. was talking about it. It was, it was the thing. Beyonce, the yeah. next person is going to replace Beyonce. Is it, JC mm-hmm. leaving Beyonce for Rihanna? It was that type of thing, and people were really, really into that. So, you know, if that's the business and they understand it, all the sides understand it, then it is what it is. Yeah. And and see, that's one of those situations where. <clears throat> I kind of did my own thing about that because if I would have brought that to them, they would have said no. And there's a lot of artists now that sometimes I get frustrated with, like big projects, and they don't see the publicity angle. You know, they don't see, you know, they just see, they don't they don't get it. You know, they don't get how to sensationalize. They don't get how to do that. And if you're going to look at all the big artists and the big stars, that's what they've done. And, you know, you've got to be able to create that backstory, you know, that hype. You know, because everybody thinks that music, good music, is good enough. And, unfortunately, that's, like, the farthest thing from the truth. It's all about the story now, you know. The music is just, you know. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, yeah, it's, it's back, more than just music. Backseat. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's backseat to, you know, the story, you know. And now she's, she's, she's bigger than life, you know, with, you know, now this Chris Brown thing has sh- shot her even you know, you got Oprah saying her name, you know, you know, and everybody's talking about her everywhere, every magazine, you know, so it's a, it's it's an amazing thing to see that, you know. Yeah. Um, so. you, Let me ask a question. Do you think that this whole situation, and, it, you know, in my opinion, it's a very negative situation, do you think that that will, how, how will people spin that? Because I've seen them do it, like, if you look at, the situation with, like, let's say Don Imus and how yeah. he was able to turn a negative situation that was mostly of his own doing into, you know, a $150 million settlement and a brand-new contract. Right. So do you think people will use this situation to profit off of it in some kind of way? Well, they need to. You know, I mean, Rihanna needs the Tina Turner this, you know. I mean, I mean, look what, look what Tina Turner did with her career, you know, and how she came out of it. Like, Rihanna and Chris Brown, like the, when when the single when the when the word came out that they were going to do a single together, as you know, I thought that was brilliant because everybody wants to talk to Rihanna, everybody wants to book her, so it's like okay, we're going to sell an exclusive song through iTunes, you know, and with her talking, with her and Chris Brown doing a song together, it's like you know they just generated you know a few million dollars, 
because everybody, you know, will talk about the song. TMZ will have it. People Magazine will have it. Everybody will have it. But from what I heard, you know, the original producer, um, he, he leaked it out because, you know, Chris Brown and Rihanna went to him that, that he was doing the song. Well, Kanye wants to do the song. Dr. Dre wants to do the song. You know what I mean? Rick Rubin wants to do the song. Everybody wants to do the song. So that's why now they're kind of denying it. In my opinion, they're kind of denying it because everybody wants to be involved in that because they know how big that'll be. You know, because as soon as Rihanna speaks out on this thing, it's headline news. So she goes and does something on Fox News or CNN, you know, then she just gave it away for free when she can do a song that's going to, you know, it's going to be a novelty. You know, I think it'll be a short-lived thing that she'll actually be able to generate some serious income. Plus, she can go on Oprah, and that's the thing that she needs to do. She needs to go on Oprah. She needs to take advantage of everything. She needs to go on Howard Stern. She needs to do her whole press run right now, you know. So, like, the the next two weeks are are really crucial for what she does, you know, because something else is going to happen, you know, within the entertainment world, and this, this window is going to close. Yeah. You really need to take advantage of the opportunity right now because she's borderlining on overexposure. You know, there's so much exposure. That's why something has to be done. There has to be a sense of urgency. And that's a lot of things these artists think. They, they don't ever think that their time is going to go away. You know, they, all, they, they think. But this, this business has changed so much that it's like 24 hours. People are in and out so quick. Hot stories are only hot for like, you know, half a day or a day. You know, so yes. you know what I mean. Yes, and and we have so. a we have a caller on the line. So this a public out of Atlanta. Her name is D Stewart. D, hold on just a second. We'll be with you in, in a few minutes. But Jonathan, I want to I want to bring this up, and a lot of people uh, may not like this. What I'm gonna say, but mm-hmm. it's true. Even even though it's a sad situation, the Jennifer Hudson situation. Exactly. That that's a sad, sad situation. But again, this is a business. We understand that she's hurting. We understand all of that. But it is a business, and right. I haven't. I, I don't know if any of you've seen her, but I haven't heard her or seen her do an interview concerning what has happened to her family yet. Yeah, and, and you know what? What you just said. I'm going to say something like even worse. Like when I first heard the news, I was like, "This is a publicity stunt." I was like, I, I mean, that's the first thing I thought because I thought, okay, her record just came out. You know, her album had just came out that same week that that happened. And I was like, okay, this, this is a crazy story. They need sales. You know, um, American Idol is going on right now, and, like, nobody's really checking for Jennifer Hudson like crazy like that. She's an incredible talent. You know, so the first thing I thought was, okay, a shooting happened in Chicago. They're going to glamorize it. It's not her family. This is a straight-up publicity stunt. That was my first reaction. I was like, this isn't real. And I was like, wow, these record companies, they're really going. It sounds like something almost like we did. You know, we went crazy with it. I was like, what are they doing? I was like, I thought at first it was a publicity stunt. And then, you know, because the timing was so crazy, it came out. It happened the first week of of her new album, you know. And then next thing you know, she's performing on the Super Bowl. She's doing everything else blah, 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 you know, she's embraced by the public, she has a public sympathy, you know, and you're right, it is a business, and it's like, you know, she's a, she's bigger than life, too, you know, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's crazy. Yeah, and and the thing about it is, every, when you, when something like this happens, and and people don't see you, it's like they go crazy trying to see you, everybody wants a, Mm -hmm. you know, they want, even if she was just in a cab, 
it was all on the news. Everybody wanted right. to see her. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, and I'm and I'm sure I'm sure they 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 made. I'm sure they're going to capitalize on that. But Brian, yeah. I, I think you had a I think Brian had a question for you. No, I was just uh, going to comment on that. You know, I, I thought about the same thing. You know, I was as I watched it, I'm like, this is unreal. You know, this is really happening. Because the first question I had was, why would her family be still living on the south side of Chicago? Right. You know, and so once it, you know, once it all unfolded, I'm like, this is, you know, this this can't be happening. I mean, that was my, and but my initial thought was, this is, you know, this is crazy. Why would somebody do that? Yeah. You know, and it all turned out to a sad situation. But again, the the overwhelming support that she received after that happened, in my opinion help elevate her status you know so it was a negative situation that occurred that you know ended up having a positive outcome for her yeah which is a good thing for her yeah i mean she she got a personal call from barack obama during his during his heavy campaigning you know what i mean that's how that's how much sympathy she had from the public she larry king lied everybody was um you know supporting her and she still has that but they did the right maneuver you know when she you know, she did some. She did these big events, Super Bowl thing. Like that's what I'm saying. They took advantage of it. They had a small window of time. Mm-hmm. Rihanna has the same thing. They need to go ahead and come forward to keep the story, yeah. you know, going. You know. Right. Yeah. So. John, let's let's talk about your book. Your new book that you're doing. Okay. When when are you going to release it? I know everybody wants to get it. What's the, what's the what's the title of it first? The title is Publicity Stunt: The Art of Noise. And I'm going to release that at some point this year. I don't really know exactly when because we're doing some, I'm doing some other like publicity stuff now. Like right now we just had some news break. I'm doing a project with Dr. Dre. It's the Sir Jinx Dr. Dre project that it just broke over the weekend. You know, Sir Jinx, you know, producer of Ice Cube is, you know, now working with Dr. Dre. And there's a, there's a lot of stuff that, that is going on that I'm going to do, but I'm really going to clear out my schedule in the next, you know, two or three months, and really finalize on all the book tales. We're, it's going to be, we're going to do a Barnes & Noble exclusive, and then we're just going to go over, you know, to, you know, hit, you know, I'm going to do all the in-store appearances, you know, through Barnes & Noble first, and then we're going to travel, go overseas with it, you know, because, like, once I brought out the news, like, so many people, like, the Insider, we're going to do that, we're going to do, like, the Fox News, we're going to do all the big campaigns. It's just, you know, it's just a matter of, um, it's just a matter of time right now and building building up the story you know so mm-hmm. and that that's really what i'm doing with it you know so yeah. 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 so i'll definitely i'll definitely let you know you know soon you know good. 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 excellent excellent we'll have you come back and talk about it you know <laughs> yeah, yeah definitely would love to yeah you know i was thinking about um you know what you talked about earlier with the publicity stunt and that you did with rihanna and how it worked out were you prepared for it not to work, or was it sort of um, was this like a last ditch effort? Yeah, it was desperate. It was total desperate, and I and I knew that would and I knew that it would work, you know. And that's why I didn't really bring it to any anybody because everybody would have shot it down. Of mm-hmm. course, you know they wouldn't have they wouldn't have grasped it. You know what I mean? Right. So. You know, I knew it worked. There's a lot of stunts. I mean, you know, you look at 50 Cent did, you know. I mean, 50 Cent is amazing. Eminem, you know, these guys, you know, the, the stunts that they always pull. And that's another thing that the book is about. It's not, it's not necessarily about some of the stuff that I've, I personally know. It's, 
you know, and seen or whatever, it's also it's going to kind of show people, you know, to kind of look at the media different, you know, because we're constantly being, you know, lied to and manipulated, you know what I mean? So it's kind of showing people, like, how the stunts actually work. It's kind of breaking down the media. So it's also going to be like a, almost like a educational tool so people can really see because people don't know what really, a, you know, publicity is or a publicist. And that's the thing for so many years. Like I, I've been, you know, I've been doing this now for 12 years, and it's like I kind of broke, like, the publicity code, you know, because a publicist is always supposed to stay behind behind the scenes, always supposed to stay in the background. That's why when you read the magazines, you know, when you pick them up and you're reading Us Weekly, you know, you'll see Jennifer Aniston's publicist said, Brad Pitt's publicist said, they never say any names. The publicist is the mysterious, you know, person in the background, you know, pulling the rabbit out of the hat, you know. So I kind of, you know, went against that whole, you know, that whole thing. It was like boom, 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 you know, publicity and kind of coming out and branding the whole publicist thing and let people know exactly what it is because people don't people don't know what it is you know and that's but that's part of it you know because that's like your little secret ingredient that's what's getting the whole thing going you know and like brad pitt and jennifer anderson i keep referring to them because they're you know they're as big as they get their publicists you know leaks where they're going out to eat every day keeps them in the news you know has great relationships with people magazine us weekly usa today every time they do a public appearance when you see stars, like, pushing away the camera, they know that they're coming, you know, and they, they make it look like they're not, even when they're getting groceries, because that's the publicity thing. And that's the kind of stuff that I've done, like, over the years, and now I'm kind of coming out with, you know, letting people know exactly how it works and what it is, you know. So it's, Yeah, it's the same with the music industry, and it's also the same with the politicians. Am I correct? Absolutely. Absolutely. The same thing, you know, it's the same environment. It's just, you know, it's all the media, you know. And I was look, yes, I was looking at something on TV just the other day, and they were showing pictures of Rihanna and Chris Brown uh, maybe two days after the event had happened. I think they were in New York. Right. In, in the backseat of an SUV. And, I, you know, it, it's, it, it's crazy because everybody is, like, hating Chris right now for what happened. They're, right. they're absolutely hating him, and I saw that he was supposed to be on Nickelodeon, and he pulled himself off. Nickelodeon didn't cancel him; he did yeah. it himself. He did that himself. Yeah. And even though uh, a lot of people may not like what he did, negative publicity sells as well as positive publicity. Right. Exactly. Mm. Exactly, and that's why I mean that's why they both they both have the opportunity because a lot of people are saying Rihanna, 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 but Chris Brown is 50% of the story, you know, it's a 50-50, so, you know, and a lot of people are giving them a lot of slack, because, you know, they don't, they don't really know what happened, I mean, they're just, they're kids, you know, I mean, we're talking about young kids, and obviously, you know, some mistakes were made, but, you know, and, and not, you know, not, you know, not like, you know, saying what he did was right, but she definitely, you know, instigated a lot, of, you know, and not that, like nothing deserved that, you know, not saying that at all, but she definitely pushed, you know, the initial buttons for that to really kind of get out of hand like that, you know, so, yeah. and the way he reacted was 100% wrong, and he does need to take full accountability for that, but, you know, she did kind of, you know, she does have a hot temper, you know, so, you know, it, it got crazy, so. You know, that was one of the things that 
that I, um, in following the story that I heard that, you know, that she was, you know, hot-tempered and so forth, and that she may have instigated it. Not that, you know, like you say again, not that she deserved to be treated right. the way she was, but that she had a lot to do with the the situation. She could have, you know, not have instigated it, so to speak, you know. And right. of course, we don't know exactly what happened, and all that will come out soon. Right. You know, but the the reality behind it is that, you know, and I don't know, maybe this is just me, but I remember when I was young, I used to always hear they say that island girls were really feisty and that if yeah. you ever had to have a fight with one, you better bring your lunch. <laughs> you know? Exactly. <laughs> exactly, man. It's crazy. And, and really the facts are she went after him first because she got jealous. So, I mean, just like if, if you think about it, if you go in their perspective, if you put yourself in their car, and you've got a woman, you know, c- coming after you. You're driving or whatnot. You're in the car, and you are restraining her. Now, if he's restraining her and she's going crazy, you know, she's, she's hitting, she's punching, he's trying to – so he pushes her a little. Her head hits the window. She bites her own lip because they're fighting. Like, she's really coming at him, you know, and this is in the middle of a car. You know, that's why, like, a lot of the marks that you see – that I mean, it could easily be self-defense, you know. Now, he took it, you know – farther than what people know but people don't know you know what i mean so it's 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 really it's really weird you know that's why but they that they need to come out you know together you know unified i think the song is a great angle but they need to go ahead and drop it and they need to go ahead and start getting their you know getting their story out you know so yes that's just what i think you know yes Uh, brian brian you're up yes uh we actually have uh our chat room is going crazy here. I see a lot of information coming across, and I want to bring on our caller. Okay. See if our caller is ready to talk. Caller from the 770 area code. Are you ready? Atlanta, Georgia. Hello. Caller, are you there? Yes. Oh, hi, D. Hey. We, we know her. Well, she have a question <laughs> for Mr. Hay? I do. Okay. <laughs> My question is, do you think that Chris Brown's career will be um, can be saved? Do I think what? His career can be saved. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I mean, you look at you look at Michael Jackson's career. You know, and like uh, Michael Jackson, I mean, he, he's he's in the process of booking a tour. You know, he's going to generate millions of dollars. You know, and this is a guy sold out fifty concerts. Exactly. It's like you know. <laughs> This is a guy that was accused of child molestation, you know, which is way worse than domestic violence, you know. I mean, you know what I mean? So, but and I think Michael Jackson is 100% innocent, hands down, you know, and I know, you know, Bruce Wadeen and Quincy Jones, and I work with Teddy Riley. I know all the people who are surrounded by Michael Jackson. So that, you know, Michael Jackson is definitely a victim, you know, of, um, you know, people trying to take advantage of his money and stuff like that. But, you know, people will forgive Chris Brown, you know, but that's why their strategy, that's why they got to start making a move now, you know. So, you know, they, they need to bring something out, you know, ASAP, you know, story, the song, everything as well. But, no, I don't think Chris Brown's career is over because as sad as it is, you know, there's a lot of people, you know, especially in, like, the rap world who think, you know, now Chris Brown is hard, you know, like, you know, I've heard a lot of people are saying, like, you know, you know what I mean? Like these rap thugs, blah, 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 who like actually like this guy and like, you know, saying like his hood card now is in full effect, you know? Crazy. 
So, and and that's true. That's so true. Uh, I, I think what he's probably going to do. It wouldn't surprise me if he came out with a rap album after this. Yeah. They're gonna they're gonna spin this thing, and I, I just saw Oprah. I think they show it every day where Oprah's talking about a, a man. If a man hits you once, he's once he's gonna hit you again, and and the way that they're showing it is it's as if she's talking to Rihanna. Right. Yeah. So and, and you know you and I talked Saturday, and, and we talked about how pretty much everybody's gonna capitalize on this this sad sad mm-hmm. situation, and it's not just. Uh, on one or two television, it's on everything. Everybody's talking about that. Just yeah. Judy, I think Just Judy is on tonight on Larry King, and I think she's going to be talking about it. Yeah, it's 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 absolutely nuts, you know. Yeah. But you know, Chris Brown should go on Oprah too, you know. And Oprah has skeletons, you know. Oprah, has, you know what I mean? It's like to get to that point where Oprah Winfrey's at. I mean, trust me, she's cut a lot of throats. She stepped on a lot of backs, and she's turned her head away from a lot of stuff to get to the position that she's at now. Oprah definitely plays the game 100%, you know. So I don't don't think Oprah can really, you know, and I love Oprah Winfrey, you know, but I think it's wrong for anybody to really, you know. Verify him, you know. Yeah, exactly. It's like, you know, and that's the thing, too. Go ahead. I'm not, it's, it's not that I feel about the whole vilifying thing. I mean, I'm a publicist, but I'm also a domestic violence survivor. Right. So I'm concerned. I mean, I, I do, you know, give them a line of grace, but um, the conversations that I have been hearing is more or less that she she caused it or it's her, um, part of it is her fault, and I think that's dangerous for um, our community to think that there, it's okay for anybody to be violent, whether it's, it's a, it was her being violent to him or him being violent to her. But I, I feel like the people who are going to not be heard are people who are domestic, um, who are in domestic violence situations. Right. And I don't know um, what they're going to do about that. I, I would like to see some some PSAs on Chris Brown's part about that. Um, yeah, I agree. And I'm pretty sure you're going to see that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. And that's the thing, too, like, you know, because I'm, I'm very involved in the church. I'm very involved, you know, um, with with God, period. And, you know, so, like, a lot, I noticed how a lot of the church was coming down on it. And the thing, it got me thinking, like, you know, and, and you know, especially in my, in my church, you know, they were, like, really talking bad about it. And I'm just listening, you know. And I just think it's very hypocritical, you know, of for that to be spoken on because, like, you know, our our Bible, our New Testament, Letters to the Church, was written by Paul, you know, who was once Saul, who was once persecuting and yeah. killing Jewish people. And God blinded him, brought him to his knees, and this is the guy who wrote, the you know, this New Testament that we, you know, that, that Christians or, or whoever, you know, whatever religion, Catholicism, you know, Baptist, whatever, this is what we stand on, and this is written by a guy who was worse than Chris Brown. He was probably comparable to, you know, like a, a like a Bin Laden. This guy was this guy was killing mass murderers. Paul was before God brought him down to his knees when he was Saul and turned him, you know, in, into a righteous guy. So the, the, we do need to forgive. You know, King David, the same thing. You know, the same sins. Like, and people are so judgmental. And Chris Brown, I don't think he should be 
you know, if he, if, you know, of course he's got to rebound and he's got to do the right thing and he's got to, you know, obviously show forgiveness. But, you know, I, I just think it's crazy how, how people are so quick to judge, you know, and that's not supposed to be, you know, we're, you know what I'm saying with the Bible? That's just, you know, that's yeah. just. Brian, I think we have another caller on. Yes, okay. we do. Let's go to the other caller from the 770 area code. Uh, give me a second here. All right, there we are. Caller, you're live on the Abundant Solutions Hour. Hey, my brothers, how are you? This is Brother Marcus. Hey, Brother hey Marcus. what's up, man? How is the family tonight? Everybody's fine. <laughs> Glad to have you on. You're on with Jonathan Hay. Hey, brother Jonathan, how are you tonight, my brother? Good, thank you. How are you? I'm fine. It's an honor to talk with you. I'm just enjoying the conversation as always on the Gregory and Brian show. And, <laughs> okay. um, you know, just sitting back and listening. And uh, it came to my mind as we we're talking about uh, Chris Brown and the other, um, I'm seeing in the chat room, somebody just mentioned uh, the brother B.B. Um, Winans. Mm-hmm. Uh, and his situation, uh, and that the media is is skillfully using this as they always do to divert attention from the real issues that are going on in the world, and to right. raise Chris Brown um, and his alleged uh, beating and jumping on uh, Rihanna to the level that it is, it just shows you that the media is always hungry to demonize black men and make it seem as if all of us are violent. And ready to jump on a woman, and and we're all in this this boat of of just a, we just they just keep a constant negative swirl going around black men. At least three black men of fame and notoriety a month are kept before us as demons, and to say to us as men, especially black men, that we are just animals who cannot make it. I mean, we got Barack Obama, and then it's the rest of us. I mean, that's the way that I see it being portrayed to us. Right. You know, wow. So. You know, you brought up an uh, interesting pro- point, uh, Brother Marcus. You know, you're absolutely right. I've seen that. And, you know, there are tons and tons of incidents where, you know, you have uh, other entertainers that have hit their wives, beat their wives, fights and all that stuff, and you never see it brought to a level that they brought it with Rihanna. Right, and of Brown. course. Of course. And, I mean... It, it gets worse. It's just the rabbit hole goes deeper and deeper. I mean, we've been beaten behind in the black community. Black men been tearing up behind a long, long time. But that ain't nothing compared to all of the black men that are beat down by police officers in America all the time. I mean, yes, this is something that needs attention. But this much attention, and then Oprah Winfrey, you know, is using this to her advantage. She wants to get a story out of this. Why is it Oprah Winfrey married after 40 years on the air? That's what I want to know. You know, we can talk all this stuff about Chris Brown, little 19-year-old brother. Yes, okay, if it happened, he needs to get help. And I feel the same way about him as everybody does about all these other people who do other horrendous things and, and whatnot. They always hold out grace to them. They always hold out that this person can be redeemed and, oh, he made a mistake. Here's a girl who, uh, Sarah Palin's daughter, who had a baby out of wedlock with a dude. They're not even giving her the press that Chris Brown is getting. She just broke up with her boyfriend. She's an unwed mother in America. So who's going to talk about that? Or are we going to spend all the time talking about Chris Brown? 
Chris Breezy. Come on. Yeah. I agree with you 100%. It's a smoke screen. You know? it all, that's all it is. That's yeah. all it is. So that's all I wanted to say because I want to continue listening to what you got to tell me so I could be more successful like you. <laughs> <laughs> I just love you. I'm going to be listening on the line. All right, man. Take care. All right. Take care. Peace. All right. You know, John, he, he did bring up a, an excellent point where you would see them glorify and glamorize, you know, out of wedlock babies when it comes out of the, you know, out of these famous folks' houses and so forth. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it does, it's not looked, of, looked at as a negative thing, but then you have a negative thing come up with a young black male, and now it's sort of, oh, my God, he's the worst thing since. You know, he's a demonized child. You know what I mean? Exactly. And they put exactly. such a, a tougher negative spin on something like that. And I'm not diminishing the fact that what he did was wrong. It was reprehensible. It was wrong. He shouldn't have done it no, under no circumstance would I ever condone it. But at the same time, you know, there's a lot of other stuff that I would never condone that is being glorified in the media. Right. I know. And it's like, you know, I don't know the exact facts, but like every seven seconds or 70 seconds, you know, a woman is killed from domestic violence, like killed, murdered, you know. But this this little incident, you know, no, you know, no broken bones, no, no nothing, no life-altering thing like that is, you know, the content of uh, media attention, you know. It just doesn't make any sense, you know. And then, I mean, like, then like last week, you know, not to change the subject, but like Coolio, you know, who gets arrested for, um, you know, crack cocaine, that's all over the news. And it's like, so so what, you know? And it's weird as last night I was talking to, you know, LV. LV is the guy who sung with Coolio on Gangsta's Paradise, mm-hmm. you know? And I'm, I'm, I'm talking to him about this story. And, you know, LV is, uh, you know, real strong in the church and everything else. And he was telling me that, you know, he's known Coolio for years. And he said, I don't believe it, first of all you know, that, that he would, you know, have crack cocaine or do anything like that. He said it doesn't, it doesn't make any sense, you know, because he just signed a new deal for his reality show. He was going across the country. You know, why would he put it in a sock like they, like they said he did? And he just, he, he, he thinks that Coolio was set up, you know, and I mean, and he, he probably was, you know, and just, it doesn't make any sense. And that, that story was hot all over the week last week about Coolio be getting arrested for crack cocaine. It's like, who cares, you know, like, yeah. to make it that big of a deal, you know? So it's just weird, you know? It's just a, it's the weirdest thing. Well, you know, and again, I, I, and I think, you know, uh, Brother Marcus was right on point when he said how, you know, it's being glorified. You know, other, other stuff is glorified when it happens in other communities and other cultures, but when it happens in the black culture, in the black community, then it's sort of like they give us a bigger black eye. It's like they hit us dead in the mouth and they say, see, look, we told you they were nothing more than who we said they were, so to speak. Yeah. You know, and, and I think the media does us a great disservice because when you look at it, yes, and again, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not condoning anything that Chris Brown and Rihanna did, but nobody knows the whole story yet. And yet they've already pretty much said that, you know, it's a done deal. He did this. He's going to go to jail. When you've seen other people do worse and get off. Yeah, exactly. You know, and then, oh, he said he was going to kill her. Well, how many times you said you're going to kill somebody before? Yeah. We've oh, I'm going to kill that dude, you know. Yeah. But yet they used his words against him 
wherein you've had worse cases that people got off. I mean, think about it. And, and, and people are going to laugh when I say this, but think about it. OJ got off. I know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, let, let, me, let, me, let me say this. Now, we, we, we can't overlook the, the actions and the decision that Chris Brown took. Right. right. We do help the media with a lot of these things that's going on. We, we do put ourselves in bad situations because we have to understand that, okay, if you're a black artist, you know anything that you do will be magnified. We, we, we know that. We know that. So, so try not to put yourself in a position to make the wrong decision. Now, I don't know what happened. I don't know what happened in the car. Like you said, John, we don't know what went on in the car. We, we really don't. And a lot of times, sometimes we are set up. But then a lot of times we do a lot of boneheaded stuff. We do a lot of boneheaded stuff, too, to be honest. Can't disagree with that one. Yeah, and one thing that I wanted to, uh, the positive thing about the Chris Brown and Rihanna situation is it it gives a a platform now that everybody can talk about uh, domestic violence. This is something that nobody really wants to talk about because it happens so much. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, John, and you've been in the industry. I know you see a lot of this stuff that's going on, um, and, and a lot of times it happens on some sides. I guess it's just based on who you are, uh, what based on what type of treatment that you will receive, because some of this stuff is swept under the rug and we never hear about it. Yeah. But, I agree but, with you. Yeah. Is, is this the type of stuff that you're going to be writing about in your book? Um, definitely. And just kind of like exposing, you know, the way, you know, that, that, that the whole thing works, you know, that the book will definitely talk about that. Cause a lot of people think, you know, that it's going to be kind of like, you know, like a tell all and there will be some specific stuff and I'm not trying to make, you know, like enemies, you know, right. but, um, it'll, it'll definitely, I, I, I want people, you know, to take a closer look at the media and what's going on, you know, because everything that we're talking about right now, you know, is exactly, you know, what the book talks about, you know, because it's, it's, it's just pathetic, you know, it, it really is. And like, it's like, I'm kind of like, you know, part of that, you know, that situation, you know, because, you know, I help, you know, that, that, and that's how I know is because some of the stuff, like, and that's the thing, like, we had a good song with Rihanna, you know, we, we, we had a, we had a good producer and it didn't work. Nobody cared. You know, we gave it to the same radio, the, the PDs, Nobody was interested. Then we bring out this sensational story. Then those same, those same PDs that, you know, the program directors for the radio stations who were rejecting it, the same people who wouldn't take our phone calls, you know, the same record label that wouldn't give her a big budget. Now, three, three weeks later, because we had turned it into news where everybody's talking about it, you know, then everybody, then it's like budget, radio play, tour, video, Blah 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 blah. It just opened the whole thing, and it's like this: the song didn't change, nothing changed. It's just the story and the whole illusion that we put out, you know. Mm-hmm. And it, it, it's really crazy, you know, how how it is. And um, you know, that's just part of the thing. That's why I said, you know, it's like an art of noise. There's like a, you know, there's like a definite, you know, strategic planning that goes on with with like everything that you see, you know. So um, this this thing with Chris Brown and Rihanna. Is, is honestly, like, as bad as it sounds, you know, it's great. It's great for their business. It's great for the brand, you know, but they've got to, 
you know, hopefully they're planning it right, you know, their strategy because they can, you know, they can, you know, they they can live off this for a, a long time, you know. So, you know. All right. I think we have another caller. Okay. From the 334 area code. So let's try to get to that caller. Caller from the 334 area code, you're live with the Abundant Solutions Hour. Hello. Well, I have a couple of comments. My name Uh-oh. is Acacia. Um, I've worked, I, I deal with more um, business-related publicity than entertainment publicity as of late. I've done the entertainment industry. But my problem is this. I'm a black woman married to a black man with two black sons. Now, as a parent and in the black community, we always use this line that black men are being demonized. If you commit the crime or if you do something wrong, I feel like you should be held accountable for it. Chris Brown should be held accountable for what he did. If Rihanna did something in the car, she should be held accountable for what she did as well. The problem is this. We have to stop putting, stop walking around the issue. We have an issue with domestic violence in the black community, period. It's been covered up in the church. It's been covered up in schools. It's been covered up in families. So we have to step up and do something about it. Now, as far as I just mentioned the church, we're dealing with B.B. Winans. Same issue going on here, and it's swept under the rug. Has he been pulled out of our play? On the gospel radio stations, the whiners are royalty in the gospel music industry. Why isn't his stuff pulled off the air? Right. Same issue. Right. It's it's the same issue, and I think it is a. It, I I don't want to attack Chris because I think he's a talented artist. He comes from a, a background of domestic violence as well, so you have to look at it. I don't think. We should look at domestic violence as an issue, as a case-by-case issue. We have to start looking at uh, prevention from the crib on, not when a woman's in a relationship and, or a man is in a relationship getting his or head, her head, like, beat in. You have to start from the crib. I teach my son, you don't hit women. Right. You don't talk back to your mama. You don't buck up at girls. You don't do that. Right. So we have to start looking at things a different way. We have to step out. We have to have a paradigm shift and stop saying it's mass media against black men. Black men, black women, and anybody else who's claiming that someone is against them, everybody has to look at themselves and make a decision to do better. That's all I have to say. Thank you so much. Thank Thank you. you. Jonathan, Jonathan, is, is it the bottom line? Is it the cash flow that's coming? Is that just the bottom line behind all of this? Yeah, it's definitely, you know, it's all about the money for sure, you know. And wow. that's sad, you know. Yeah. It, it, it really is. You know, and that's, and it's really frustrating. I mean, I kind of touched on this last time we talked, you know, like, you know, like, because I grew up, you know, like total hip-hop, like, you know, Public Enemy, you know, um, Ice Cube, you know, I was a big Public Enemy head, you know, because, you know, I grew up, you know, from – in Louisville, Kentucky, you know, in suburbia, you know, total white neighborhood, you know, not, you know, like, honestly, like, rap music was for, forbidden in my household. It was, like, the worst thing. So, of course, that's what led me to go get NWA. You know, that's what led me to go get Public Enemy. But Public Enemy was so, you know, positive, 
you know, and they had this negative light. And you listen to Chuck D and the stuff that he was saying on, you know, Fear of a Black Planet, you know, and, um, you know, everything else. I was just, I was just amazed. He was definitely being, you know, um, preachy, but he was speaking out against something, you know, and, and Public Enemy was awesome like that, you know. And then, you know, now, and it was, they were like the worst thing in the world, you know, and like rap music, period, Ice Cube, blah, 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 blah. Now you got Jay-Z who is endorsed by, you know, the highest level, you know, of people from, you know, he's got sponsorships with Ford. He's got his own Crayola crown color, Jay-Z blue. He's got the biggest endorsements from, you know, he goes over to Africa and he's embraced, you know, by, by the heads over there, the heads of the state. Like, everybody loves Jay-Z. He's got Microsoft, you know, paying him to promote, you know, their computers and all this stuff. And here's a guy who talks about the most wickedest, you know, stuff in the whole entire world as far as, like, you know, drug selling, you know, violence, you know. And even though he's crossed over into, you know, like being a, the, like probably the most prominent and most successful businessman in hip-hop, the, the lyrics that he's even like on his last album, American Gangster, you know, glamorizing that lifestyle, and he still has these kind of sponsors and people behind him just baffles me. It's like, are you guys listening to what he's saying? Like, I was involved in this peace initiative, you know, last year that they were doing um, overseas, and they wanted Jay-Z to, to speak on it, and I'm thinking to myself, you want Jay-Z to, to talk, you know, about, you know, the, the positivity when this guy has, you know, been selling gangster rap music forever, you know, it's just, it just really, it really baffles me, you know, that, and, 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 and you know, like, as bad as it sounds, like, I'm going to be hypocritical, like, Jay-Z is an ma- amazing rapper, what he's done, as far as, like, you take out the personal feelings that I just said, from a business angle, what he's done, hustling from Marcy's projects to, to being worth close to a billion dollars, yeah, if you look at it like that, the, the man is mega successful, he's, he's totally smart, you know, but I, I just can't believe how people have latched on to him, you know, when just, you know, 15, 20 years ago, you know, it, it, it was like the worst thing in the world. Like, I remember George Michael when they did I Want Your Sex. You know, I couldn't listen to it in the house. And now you have mainstream radio. All they talk about is sex. You know, all they say is, you know, they, they call women the B words. They do everything. And it's like we're just letting everything fly. Like, I watch TV, and I'm like, this is on regular TV, these commercials that I see. It's like, you know, we've just opened the floodgates of just it's, – it's just a negative environment, everything around it, you know. It's just crazy. So I just went on a soapbox there, so sorry about that. But No, no, you're good. About that, that was good. You know, good. You know I, I totally agree. It's something that I – I teach abstinence education. Greg and I both do. And that's one of the things I talk about. I talk about the media's influence on our minds. Right. You know, the one thing I talked about, I said the reason that you see so much sex in the media and so much glamorizing of drug use and everything – is because the media understands that that's something that will catch your attention and allow them to sell products. Right. And products and advertising are what drives, you know, the media. Yeah. It, it, it's nuts. Like, I was, I was in the mall, and I was with a four-year-old child the other day, um, a few weeks back, and I, I, I go to the mall all the time, and I don't pay attention, but I'm with the kid. And he's like, you know, he's pointing up, you know, he's like laughing, you know, how kids are, a four-year-old. And what he's pointing at is the Victoria's Secret billboard that's huge 
of a woman, you know, in her panties and her bra, and he's, like, looking up laughing. And at that point, I walk out every day. I've never even thought about it. I've never even seen, okay, all these kids are seeing this woman. It's setting, you know, lust, obviously, you know, and I'm looking at the four-year-old, and I'm just like, wow. And then I start looking around at the mall at all the advertisements, you know, I'm just like, I cannot believe how open, like, everything is. Like, you know, we're definitely, you know, it's definitely, you know, getting more and more of a godless society that you see all around us. And, you know, that's why, and that's kind of why I'm speaking out on some of the stuff that I've done because I've helped do some of that stuff for business, you know, and I've definitely still, you know, know, yeah, definitely responsibility. So I definitely want to kind of, like, spin it out you know, and kind to, you know, help, you know, for the good. And that's that, that's my ultimate, you know, plan with everything that I'm doing is, you know, try to help bring some good in the world because it's foul, you know. So, and, and that's the thing, like the publicity stunt, like the story that came out, like when more people start seeing the stuff that I do, they're going to be like, wow, it's like shocking. Like that's what I'm hitting people with, the shock. Grab your attention because, you know, if I come out just speaking the truth, you know, standing on scripture or whatever, people aren't going to listen to me. You know, they're, they're not going to care, oh, whatever. But if you come out, boom, 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 sensationalized, then you bring the truth in, people will listen, you know, and that, that's the plan. So there, there is an agenda there, you know. So I'm, I'm right with you guys, you know, as far as what you all believe and everything else, you know. So. Mm-hmm. Awesome. So, awesome. <laughs> anyway, I just kind of took it all other directions, you know. Yeah, that's okay. That, that's okay. That's what we needed. That's what we needed. Yeah. And um, we we definitely want to let the people know that you know you, when your book is coming out, we're definitely going to you know try to have you to come back on so we can help promote the book, uh, so people can really find out what's going on. And and, I, yeah. and and Brian, I know Brian is just jumping at the bits to uh, close this show out strong. We have about two minutes left. Okay. Brian? Yeah, no doubt. Brian, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. I'm actually changing. Uh, <laughs> it's here. It says battery power. All right, we're good. The show was so powerful, you had to tore up one of your phones, I see. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You know, I think it's important, again, and and some of our uh, previous callers had iterated the fact that we can't diminish the situation that occurred with Chris Brown and Rihanna. We can't diminish those situations. We have to call truth what it is. It's truth. The truth is that Something happened. We don't know all the facts, but we do know that there was a fight that occurred and that a man should never beat a woman. I mean, I want to put that out straight up. Right, absolutely. You know, but at the same time, you we can't let the media capitalize on this in a negative way. It has to be a positive situation. If you, if you have a negative outcome, from a negative situation, you haven't gained anything. You haven't learned anything. So I really think that what needs to happen is something positive needs to come from this. Yeah. You know, something positive needs to come as a result of this. And one of the positive things, like Greg said before, was that now people are talking about it. We need to talk about domestic violence. We need to put it out there. We need people to understand what it is. Like the young lady talked about, we need people really talking about teaching their young men not to hit young women. We need our young women to understand that they shouldn't provoke a man to want a man to hit them. Because some of them will say, hit me, I dare you, you know. And then when the man hits them, they're like, oh, my God, he hit me. 
Because what happens is when you challenge a man, you bring out his natural, you know, aggression. Right. And I'm not saying that's not something that can't be, you know, he could have stopped or he could have, you know, gotten away. But, you know, I don't know. I, I, well, I do know. I'm just saying. I really, what I really want to say is, come back on tomorrow. Or maybe, I'm sorry, on Monday, when we have another great show, because we're almost out of time. Right, definitely, and I will for sure. And and you're exactly right. Like Oprah, instead of shining, you know, instead of you know speaking out against it, she could really shine a light on the cause and turn it into a good thing, you know. So. Yes. Yes. Thank you so much, you know. Jonathan, man. I tell you what, yeah. we, we, we really enjoyed you coming on talking about yeah, the industry no and, yeah, and, and talking to us about the industry and the, the things that's going on behind the scenes that a lot of people don't see and a lot of people don't hear. It's just a, a wonderful thing that we have someone such as yourself that will just come out and, and try to educate the people to see that what they're seeing is really a smoke screen. Yeah. And that's pretty much exactly. all it is. But yeah. with that being said, you've been listening to the Abundant Solutions Hour. As Brian said, come back and join us on Wednesday. We have a powerful, powerful show. And, Brian, this show Wednesday is going to be crazy. Mm-hmm. It's talking about how can we reduce the black population in prison. Wow. Wow. It's going to be a powerful show. Again, with that being said, you've been listening to the Abundant Solutions Hour. Thank you. God bless. All right. Bye-bye.